0: Alright, I'll do Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month and six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on Us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of forty-five dollars equivalent to fifteen dollars per month. Unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty P. Active Mint customers by 24 Get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. 789. Got it on. I want to add my uh, welcome to all those who are here this evening on a rainy night. Uh, it's always a threat to folks in this part of the country when it rains. Uh, they take a long holiday. It's impossible to go out and do anything. You go to Seattle and Canada, it uh, doesn't phase them a bit. They pour concrete, build buildings, and it's always amazed me. Uh, but in Arizona, uh, a few drops of rain, and they take a half a day off. Can't work in that. Amen. <laughs> So it's a great blessing to see you all here in Prescott, Arizona, out on a rainy night and uh, to worship God and see God minister and move. I appreciate you all coming out. Uh, I'm here tonight to minister one message and that message is that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. Hallelujah. It is because of that that we can see miracles because God has said that if I will go and proclaim that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead He will be present, and he will confirm that testimony with signs following. I was just uh, uh, on the phone with uh, a pastor uh, from Chinle, Arizona. I did a uh, crusade, I think, two weeks ago uh, on Thursday, Friday, Saturday night in Farmington, New Mexico. And he just told me on the phone that uh, he brought a number of people over from Chinle. And among those that I prayed for was an elderly Navajo Indian woman that had had uh, sugar diabetes for 20 long years. She could not uh, understand what I was talking to her about. I had to have a man from that congregation, a Navajo man, interpret. And uh, as I was ministering to her and uh, telling her what to pray after me, and he said she'd just been to the doctor this week. Uh, She came back from the doctor. The doctor said, we don't know what's happened to you. All we know is you don't have sugar diabetes anymore. You don't need any more medication. A great miracle of God. Amen. Praise God. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. That is not because of any kind of gifting that I have or super ministry. That is simply because God has said that if I will go and proclaim Jesus Christ is risen from the dead, he will accompany me and he will confirm that message with signs following. He also told me that another Navajo lady that was in their congregation who had a tumor between her breasts and came to the platform for prayer. Uh, And uh, as she was standing on the platform, I knew it left, she said it left, but she's been now uh, confirmed, and that growth totally disappeared, healed by the mighty power of Jesus Christ. Isn't that a wonderful testimony tonight? Now I want to preach to you for just a few minutes from the book of Luke, chapter 4, and verse 38. If you have your Bibles, maybe you'd like to turn there with me. I was inspired uh, concerning this sermon by actually an article that was in the USA uh, day magazine. It comes out uh, in the Sunday newspaper. And uh, the cover story was uh, Heal Thyself. This was a takeoff from the statements that the Lord Jesus Christ made. You will surely say unto me this proverb, physician heal thyself. And so that caught my eye. I don't always read uh, a great deal of the newspapers or so on. There's so much trash uh, that is involved. But that caught my eye since I'm interested in helping people and seeing them healed. And so I opened this uh, magazine and read inside. And actually what this was, uh, was an outline of uh, how you can tap onto websites all over America and uh, how you could have access to some 25,000 websites uh, that were on uh, the uh, uh, health uh, industry or about uh, health, uh, and it uh, gave the information there about how you could uh, uh, access these. And it gave the information that one website had received 33 and a half million hits. One website. There's 25,000 of them. It also brought the information uh, that uh, the former uh, uh, Surgeon General Coop, uh, who has a website, uh, that this man on his websites gets three million hits a month. Physician... Heal thyself. So the essence of it was, uh, not what I'm preaching about tonight, uh, the essence of it was uh, that you can access one of these health sites uh, and perhaps find the secret uh, of how you can find healing uh, in your body. I want to preach you tonight from the book of uh, Luke chapter 4. And just four short verses, uh, beginning with uh, verse 38, gives a testimony of the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 38 of Luke chapter 4 says, Now Jesus arose from the synagogue and entered Simon's house. But Simon's wife's mother was sick with a high fever, and they made request of him concerning her. So he stood over her and rebuked the fever, And and it left her, and immediately she arose and served them. When the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many, crying out and saying, You're the Christ, the Son of God. And he rebuking them did not allow them to speak, for they knew that he was the Christ. I want to preach to you tonight on heal thyself. As I look at this for a moment, I want to consider with you first of all the physical approach to healing. We know that if we're going to consider the physical approach to healing, we first are going to turn our attention to medical practitioners now a medical practitioners uh, moves from empirical knowledge this means uh, that they have observed certain things uh, uh, through the period of study and through the period of years these things have been observed uh, and as they've been observed uh, uh, based on experience and observation they are able to minister uh, to them in various ways and bring them for relief uh, some relief for instance uh, if there is a broken bone they know if that broken Broken bone is not set properly, uh, then it will not heal properly, uh, and so there is an entire science uh, of setting broken bones uh, so that the body may heal itself. They know that by surgery they can help certain kinds of things. They know uh, that uh, uh, by ministering in different ways, uh, that uh, by observation and by practice of a long science, uh, they know that they can bring some kind of relief. uh, And so this is medical science uh, and medical practitioners. Now, they move from analytic uh, and scientific knowledge. In this text uh, that we're reading tonight, the Bible says uh, that Peter's wife's mother uh, was taken with a great fever and so this is her condition this fever has disabled her made her dysfunctional and as a matter of fact she is bedfast. and this is the problem that she has generally uh, there's some infection in the physical body that produces this and as there's an infection in the body the body is triggered as it begins to fight this infection and as it begins to fight off this infection there's an effect in the bloodstream and and so on and so forth and it begins to fight that and the infection is a result of all these factors moving together as the conditions are in the body and they're there we know about germs we know about virus we know about bacteria And all of these can be observed, and all of these can be treated, and this is medical science, and this is analytical, and this is scientific. We know that you can give various medication, aspirin is a miracle uh, medicine they don't really actually know uh, why and how it does they just know that it does uh, and aspirin will be prescribed for a great many uh, difficulties they also uh, will prescribe uh, antibiotics uh, they will take various kinds of antiseptic this is a uh, medical science uh, this is medical uh, 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 and analytical uh, and they have observed this uh, and practice this is an entire science uh, and this is the physical approach uh, To healing. These things trigger certain reactions in the body, and as they trigger certain reactions in the body, antibodies are produced. This becomes beneficial, and much of medical treatment is exactly that. It is the relief of pain or the trigger of the body to begin to fight disease and various kinds, and they actually relieve pain and help the body to. Uh, uh, to its healing elements or its healing qualities uh, to begin to heal uh, itself. And so this is uh, uh, well known. There are many people who are in here uh, tonight who are under medical treatment. Uh, And so uh, while there's a great deal of relief uh, and there's a great deal of help, uh, uh, the truth is uh, that there's multiplied millions tonight uh, that have tried medical science uh, and it has not uh, cured them. And I have no doubt that there's people sitting here tonight you're under the uh, you're under the treatment of a medical doctor you still have your condition uh, and you have that condition as you're sitting here tonight the greatest fear in America at the present time uh, is a horrendous cost uh, and a catastrophic uh, illness uh, that, uh, uh, that costs, uh, 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 costs more than you can even imagine. Uh, and it eats up your life savings uh, and devours uh, uh, all the assets you have. Long-term health care, uh, HMOs, uh, and uh, medical insurance uh, are uh, astronomical. They're out of sight. There are people are sitting here this evening that you know exactly what I'm talking about and the greatest fear is that people will have a catastrophic illness uh, and uh, not being able to handle it it will eat up all their life savings Uh, it'll be totally beyond their ability uh, to handle uh, and the great debate that is in Congress tonight uh, is over prescription drugs uh, that have gone out of sight uh, and that's a great debate uh, today this was all the physical approach to healing I want to consider another approach with you tonight and that's the alternative approach to healing. There are many, many uh, alternative uh, approaches that have become very popular. I think that maybe last weekend or the weekend before. Uh, In the city of Prescott uh, there was a a seminar I got the flyer and the advertisement in the mail and this seminar was on therapeutic magnets uh, and this is a therapeutic magnet seminar. In other words, uh, this is healing that was there. This is becoming extremely common. I fly a great deal on aircraft uh, and on every airline magazine you'll find uh, a multitude of advertisements uh, and they're advertising some kind of alternative healing uh, uh, approach. They uh, have uh, healing bracelets. These have magnets in them they have uh, healing bands uh, that have magnets in them they have belts uh, that you can wear they have magnets in them they have foot pads that you can put in your shoes as you walk they have magnets in them they have sandals uh, that you can buy and you're walking on magnets They even have a mattress pad uh, that has magnets in it you can sleep on magnets uh, and it's almost unbelievable this is just one line of thought uh, that is becoming very popular in America this is the alternative of Approach to healing you can buy crystals out of these magazines you can buy healing bands you can buy bionic shields you can buy talismans and it's almost unbelievable that in America there's such a desperate need for the relief of pain and the curing of disease that people would try absolutely anything to get healed and that's the alternative approach to healing this is in the area of magic and the mysterious and the spiritual and the bible uh, details that as physicians this is what the word physician actually originally comes from and in luke 8:43 it talks about this approach to healing it says now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years who'd spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any now here in that ancient time physicians were very busy and they were not medical doctors. These were people uh, who practiced the alternative arts uh, and had the alternative approach. Uh, and this was very popular. And this is why uh, that uh, the Bible names that in the book of Second Chronicles. We have a king. His name is Asa. In Second Chronicles sixteen and verse twelve, the Bible says that uh, in the thirty ninth year of his reign, Asa became diseased in his feet. Uh, And his uh, malady was severe, yet in his disease he did not seek the Lord, but... The physicians now, as I say again, this is not medical doctors. These were practitioners of many of the arts that we're talking about and will underline tonight. And this is the alternative approach to healing. And there's many people that have tried that. We have two ladies sitting here tonight been healed by environmental disease. And if you talk with them, you'll find out they've tried every single thing that they ever heard about in desperation. They've been to gurus. They've been to witch doctors. They've been to uh, uh, acupunctures, They've been to uh, 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 all kinds of uh, treatments. They've subjected themselves to almost anything looking for uh, some kind of treatment, some kind of relief, uh, some kind of ease. But it's not there, my friend. Uh, It's in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But this is just an indication of many people uh, that are in our generation today. It's very widespread. I got a a little magazine the other day, and I kind of perused through some of this stuff because it makes good preaching material. And so I'm astonished because it says that if you get a sty on your eye, if you take a a gold and rub it on the sty, even a wedding band will do that sty will disappear. I was dumbfounded as I read that because that's witchcraft pure and simple. You might as well say amen. (laughs) If you can't say amen, say oh me if that's what you're doing. But I was astonished uh, as I read that. Uh, and here is, uh, is uh, an approach uh, which is an alternative uh, to, uh, uh, to relief of disease and infirmity. Uh, and uh, they'll try anything. Homeopathic medicine has become very popular. Uh, this goes through various kinds of things. Uh, they implant a, a plastic triangle under the skin. Uh, they'll take banana extract uh, and uh, they'll inject it into the... Sp- final column they'll do all kinds of things uh, and uh, and so uh, they'll do anything this is alternative style of healing they'll go through acupuncturists uh, they'll go through acupressure they'll involve themselves uh, in touch therapy uh, and I even had a uh, a uh, uh, flyer the other day for those of you that are religious tonight uh, and uh, this is uh, that worship dance that will relieve your pain and bring you healing whatever worship it, I'm not sure, but I don't do it here. And so uh, as, we, uh, as we move through this, uh, there's a wide variety of alternatives uh, in the search for relief. Uh, there are healing sounds, there's aromatherapy, there's iridology, there's chiropractic, uh, and there's even a couple in uh, Prescott uh, uh, that practice healing sounds, uh, and they uh, employ an Australian didgeridoo. Uh, If you've ever heard an Australian didgeridoo, uh, it is uh, uh, a long, long horn and is about as musical as a pig grunting. but with a straight face they advertise that these sounds are going to bring healing to your body and the reason I'm bringing you this that none of these approaches have any relationship at all to each other in their approach some talk about substances others talk about the manipulation of bones and nerves others talk about sounds and others are out and out magic and very popular today you'll hear it on the radio is is, uh, uh, glucosamine and chondroitin, and that's become the popular thing. This is the magic drug uh, that's going to heal. Reflexology, biofeedback, uh, uh, cl- channeling. We have crystals. I say, uh, people I pray for quite frequently have, uh, uh, have crystals on, and the greatest of all, this is, the, this is the greatest I've ever heard about, is called sham surgery. These are people who have some kind of condition in their body and the doctors have examined them. They don't have any idea what's causing this pain, but they say, what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to operate and we're going to operate and we believe that'll cure it. And all they do is make a small incision and stitch it back up and then say to the people, we've operated and miraculously these people are healed sham surgery is what this is called. Now the reason I'm telling you all this uh, is that none of these things have any relationship uh, to each other. None of these are based on the same approach. Uh, None of these have any kind of the elements that are related together and yet people will say uh, or hope uh, or practice that they're going to be bettered uh, or they're going to be uh, healed by this. They have gurus. Uh, They have curanderas if you have to be uh, of uh, Hispanic uh, descent. If you're Filipino you know what a, a whack-whack doctor is if you've a Native American you know what a witch doctor is uh, or a native healer and so none of these uh, have any relationship to each other they're totally unrelated uh, in their approach uh, and yet that's the alternative approach uh, to healing now I'm, what I want to, uh, t- uh, to talk to you about tonight is the spiritual approach to healing we're dealing tonight in a spiritual dimension And when we advertise in this crusade, we know exactly what we're doing. We know exactly where we're headed because our approach to healing is a spiritual approach. And the Bible is very plain about that. There is a spiritual dimension to sickness. In the gospel of Luke chapter 13 verse 11 is a woman this woman is bowed over if you took her to a doctor he would say to you she either has osteoporosis uh, or she has uh, a DJD a degenerative uh, joint disease uh, or degenerative degeneration of the spine this is how he would uh, diagnose this here's how the Bible diagnoses this in Luke 13 11 and behold there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity eight years and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up the Bible speaks very plainly to the issue and the Bible says that what this is was a spirit, and that spirit was a spirit of infirmity that could be observed. It was affecting the physical body, and as it was affecting the physical body, it was manifesting itself in a dysfunctional condition, and this is the spiritual approach. Jesus gave his disciples power. And authority. Aren't you glad for that? Jesus Christ uh, gave all His disciples a spiritual authority and spiritual power over all sickness uh, and over all disease uh, and over demons uh, and the authority to cure disease. In every commission that the Lord Jesus Christ gives, uh, He gives the commission, uh, you go and you preach the kingdom of God. You begin to announce to them that God is in charge here, that God rules. And as you preach that message and bring men face to face with a God who has created them and to whom they must acknowledge and give service to... As you preach that, uh, you heal the sick, uh, you cast out demons, uh, you bring them to the knowledge uh, of the forgiveness uh, of sin. This is a dimension beyond human ability. We freely admit tonight as we're here, this is not some human ability. This is not some kind of hocus pocus. This is not some kind of mind power. This is not some kind of magnet therapy. This is not some kind of channeling. This is not any of those things. This is a spiritual dimension and that spiritual dimension is god's dimension and here's a dramatic illustration in our text jesus rebuked the fever and it left her now i bring you face to face with that statement that statement is very plain It does not say uh, that they did anything else. It does not say they ministered any medication. It does not say that they put her through any kind of process. Uh, The Bible says uh, that Jesus came in the presence of this woman uh, and he rebuked the fever and the fever left her. It was a spirit. uh, And as it was a spirit, this is a term uh, that is used to address demon forces. When it says Jesus rebuked the fever, it is exactly the same uh, uh, term. Terminology uh, that it uses when it says Jesus uh, cast out and rebuked the demon. And what uh, we have here, he is addressing a spiritual entity and an intelligent entity, and that's very plain from the Bible. See, the Bible's filled tonight uh, uh, with these tremendous statements. Listen to Luke 4, 40 and 41. When the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many crying out and saying, You're the Christ, the Son of God. And he rebuking them, there's that word again of authority, did not allow them to speak, for they knew that he was the christ. I was up in Las Vegas, Nevada. I shared this with my congregation. I did a little Sunday night crusade in a in a uh, community center. Uh and as we were there about 40 people responded, received the Lord Jesus Christ as their savior. And among the many people that I prayed for was a, a young Hispanic man. He was probably in his late 20s. Uh, And uh, he had to have an interpreter that uh, was interpreting for him and as he came he said that that he had injured his leg in soccer and he had a brace on that leg and he also had the loss of feeling in his right side and uh, he had a partial paralysis in that and he said that he had eaten some bad pork in Mexico and they had a uh, worm in his brain uh, I'll leave that to doctors I don't know what that's all about all I know is what the man told me and uh, he had the conditions the loss of uh, use of the right side of his body completely and a loss of feeling uh, and I led him in a simple prayer he had just responded to receive Jesus Christ as his Savior and uh, I led him in a simple prayer taking dominion over those conditions in his body instantly the pain left in his leg i said i want you to go back work with him take the brace off see if he's healed while i'm praying for some more people they came forward in just a few moments and brought him back up he's carrying this brace off of his leg totally healed by the power of god and totally restored total feeling jesus christ is indeed risen from the dead So, what we're dealing with tonight is a spiritual dimension, and I'm talking about this spiritual approach to healing. I tell you, there is a spiritual life force in disease and in sickness in the Gospel of Luke chapter 5 verse 13 says "And he put out his hand and touched him saying I am willing be cleansed and immediately the leprosy left him here's a fantastic testimony as he touched this man and as he said be clean uh, he's dealing with a spiritual entity and that spiritual entity is an unclean spirit and that unclean spirit has attached itself uh, to a human body and as it's attached itself to a human body it is has leprosy in this man's body but one word of command from Jesus Christ is sufficient hallelujah aren't you glad for that it is sufficient one word from Jesus Christ uh, is all that is needed Matthew 10 verse 1 and when he called his twelve disciples to him He gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Now, to understand this spiritual dimension, you need to understand that sickness and disease is closely connected to sin. I want to bring you face to face with the great atonement scripture, which is found in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4 and 5. Let me read it to you uh, from the King James Bible. Surely he's borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed." Now, to properly understand, this is the prophet Isaiah speaking 700 years before the birth of Christ. He looks down in history, and as he looks down in history forward 700 years, he describes perfectly what's going to happen on Calvary's tree as Jesus Christ died for your sins and for mine. He not only is going to pay the price for sickness and healing... He's going to pay the price for our sin, and he's also going to pay the price that brings deliverance from demon spirits. Listen to this from another translation. Surely he has borne our griefs, that word griefs is translated sicknesses, and carried our sorrows, that word sorrows is translated pains, Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions, Uh, he was bruised for our iniquities or our sins, the chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. I could give you a whole treatise upon this passage of Scripture, but suffice it to say tonight that we're coming to a spiritual approach to healing. And when we begin to understand a spiritual approach to healing, it's closely connected with sin. Mark's Gospel, chapter 2. There's a man that is paralyzed. He uh, is brought to the house where our Lord Jesus Christ is ministering. They cannot come near the house. Uh, There's such a large crowd of people uh, that it's impossible to come inside. Uh, But they brought their friend. Uh, They're desperate to get him healed. They climb up on the roof of this Mediterranean-style house. They take the tiles off the roof. The Bible says they break up the roof. They remove the tiles. If you've ever seen a house that is, uh, uh, that is uh, uh, roofed by tile, you know, that's just hanging on uh, on uh, 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 wooden streamers uh, and that there's a space below that. It says they broke up the roof uh, and they let him down by cords uh, right in front of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, so you would have to see him and minister to him. Listen to these words. Jesus fastens his eyes upon him and he says these words, Son, your sin is forgiven you. Now think about that for a moment with me. Here's a man that's paralyzed. What does uh, paralysis have to do with sin? And yet we get tremendous insight there because Jesus always spoke directly to the issue. And as he spoke to the issue, he brings you and I tremendous insight. Son, your sins are forgiven you. Now, there's religious people there. And as they saw this, what is this? Who is this that forgives sin? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Our Lord Jesus Christ knows what they're talking about. them these words uh, which is greater to say to this man uh, your sins are forgiven or to say to him uh, rise take up your bed and walk but listen to me but I said sin and sickness are very closely connected together but uh, that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins I say to the sick of the palsy rise take up your bed and walk instantly the man obeys is healed by the mighty power of God and his sins are forgiven because that's what God came in Jesus Christ to do aren't you glad for that tonight what did sickness have to do with sin Well, if you will study the Bible, you'll find that when man sinned is when sickness came into the human race. That's when death came in, and sickness is incipient death. And as you begin to minister to people again and again and again, you'll find out that down in the dark caverns of the human soul are the twistings of human personality that often produce cancer, that often produce arthritis, that often produce various kinds of diseases and infirmities. And you'll find that sin and sickness, either our father's original sin, who is Adam, uh, or our ancestors uh, often passed down these conditions uh, people who have sugar diabetes almost always will come uh, out of a family that has sugar diabetes uh, people who have flat feet uh, almost always will have uh, flat feet in the family uh, people who have asthma almost always will come from a family that has asthma and so we know that this foul curse uh, by the power of Satan is working uh, and as it works uh, its basis is in human sin thank God Tonight, there's a solution for sin. Can you say, Amen? Glory to God. God has made a provision, and this is what Isaiah 53 is all about. This is a picture looking forward to Calvary's tree, and there on Calvary's tree, the sin question was settled. Glory to God. There's forgiveness of sins uh, by that precious blood. There on Calvary's cross, uh, the sickness and the disease problem was uh, settled uh, because he bore the punishment for our sins uh, and he bore our sicknesses and our diseases upon the tree. The Bible says by his stripes we have been healed. uh, And on Calvary's tree... He settled the power of demonic influence once and for all. He defeated the devil and he brought deliverance to the captives and the opening of the prison unto them who were bound. The glory of the gospel tonight is Jesus Christ who is Savior and Healer. That's the message of the gospel tonight. Isn't that a wonderful message tonight? God's love reaching down. God could have said to us as a human race, Later for you... Uh, you 've uh, failed you 've sinned, and uh, let us go our own way and self disintegrate, but all oh, the love of God tonight reaches out, never willing to let a sinner go to self destruction, but through love and compassion, drawing by the Holy Spirit back uh, unto the fold and back into his own will uh, and that 's what the Gospel of Jesus Christ uh, is all about. The cross of Jesus uh, is the cure body soul and spirit. I want every head bowed in this tent tonight in reverence to God. I'm going to pray for the sick in just a few moments. Before I do that I want to pray for the greatest miracle of all and that's the healing of a soul. The healing of a soul. There are people here tonight you've come out of curiosity. Some of you have come because you're you're uh, needful in your body you desperately need god to touch you there are people here perhaps that unless god touches you there's absolutely no hope for you that you uh you'll perish physically and go into eternity i want to tell you god loves you tonight has a wonderful plan for your life he's reaching out towards you in love a love beyond the description that i can give to you and the Bible says that herein is love. Not that we loved God, but that God loved us and gave His Son a sacrifice for our sins. Christ died on Calvary's tree for you. He paid the price for your sin. He shed His blood personally for your sin, individually and personally. He did that for you. And He loves you. And He's reaching out to your heart tonight. He wants to touch you. I wonder how many. Before I change this and begin to pray for the sick, you'd say, Pastor, honestly, tonight I could not say that I have assurance of forgiveness of sins. Maybe you go to some church somewhere or perhaps you have some kind of religious background, but as God finds you tonight with this wonderful presence that we feel right now and conviction of the Holy Spirit, the love of God's reaching down inside you and touching your heart, God so loved the world... That He gave His only begotten Son that whoever would believe in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. I wonder how many honest people. You'd say, Pastor, I don't understand everything you're saying tonight, but I do understand I need God. I want your prayer tonight. Would you pray for me? You'd slip your hand right up there where you are, where I can see it, and pray for you. God bless you. Keep that hand up. How many more? You just lift your hand up. God bless you, dear. How many more? You just slip your hand up. There we are. And say, Pastor, I need your prayer. Maybe you go to a church somewhere. Or maybe you're a backslider tonight. You've at one time known the love of God, but tonight you're away from God and you need Christ to touch you. He loves you tonight. He can do nothing for you unless you acknowledge that you need Him. You may be a member of a church. I'm not talking about a member of a church. I'm talking about having the power and the curse of sin broken. How many more? You lift your hand. I'm not asking you to join a church or sign a creed. I'm asking you to make a decision. And that decision is that you're going to open your heart, turn from your sin, let Jesus Christ touch you tonight. You slip lift your hand up and say, Pastor, pray for me. How many more? Lift your hand quickly, left to right, front to back. God bless you, dear. Keep those hands up. How many more? You just lift your hand. Backslider. God's dealing with you right now. Christ is in this place. He's saying, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Yes, I see that hand, sir. How many more? You'd slip your hand up. Hold it where I can see it. Say, I need God tonight, pastor. I don't understand everything that you're saying, but I do understand I need God. I want to tell you, God will touch you before you go from this building. He will touch you, you'll know forgiveness of sins, uh, and you'll know the power of Jesus Christ. Quickly, how many more? Join these. Say, I, I need God tonight, Pastor. Pray for me before you change this service. Anyone else? Backslider, unsaved man, woman boy, your girl. Thank you, dear, for that hand. Yes, thank you for that hand. How many more? You just lift your hands. Say, I need God. I need God. Quickly, God's looking. Yes, thank you for that hand. How many more will join these? Yes, thank you back there. God bless you. Jesus loves you, but he can do nothing for you unless you respond. And he says tonight, uh, come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Anyone else? Quickly, before I change uh, God bless you, sir. Amen. All right, every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Everyone who lifted your hand, uh, look at me while I'm standing here on the platform. You really mean that? You mean that? You mean that? You mean this? You mean this? You mean this over here? Look at me, dear. You really mean that. I want you to slip out of your seat. I want you to come. And come right down front. I want to say a prayer with you. Come right now. Yes, come right out from where you are. Come right now, dear. Come right now. Come right now, sir. I want to say a prayer with you. Yes, amen. Come right now. Dear, you lifted your hand. Come right now. Come right now. Stand right here. God bless you. Thank you. Back in the back. You lifted your hand. You need to come. Amen. Little girl over here. You need to come, dear. Every head's bowed. Bow your heads. This is a holy business. Amen. Amen. God bless you. The Lord loves you tonight. He wants to help you. Come down, let me. Praise God. We're gonna stand and sing a chorus tonight, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. There are many others in here tonight. You're not ready to meet God. God's touched your heart in this sermon. He's ministered to you in love. This is a great opportunity tonight. Wonderful presence of God here tonight. I feel the love of God reaching out to hearts. And if you brought someone with you unsaved, you turn to them and invite them to come with you and receive Christ as their Savior. You made him a broader brother, sister, uh, mother, father. We're going to sing this course, Amazing Grace. Uh, you turn to your friend, your neighbor, maybe your husband or wife have come down here. You come and join them. Let's sing this tonight and worship to God. Amazing Grace. Uh, others are coming right now. And I've given a very clear invitation. That invitation is to leave your sin and believe the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, I want to say a prayer. With you tonight, I want you to bow your head right where you're standing tonight. Uh, I want you to repeat these words after me. Oh, God in heaven. I want all of you to do that. Oh, God in heaven. I come to you tonight a sinner. I've sinned against heaven and against you. But I do believe in Jesus Christ. I believe Jesus Christ died for my sins shed his blood on Calvary's tree. He was buried and raised the third day and ascended up into heaven. I turn from my sin with all my heart. I ask you to come into my heart. Wash me from my sin right now. Make me a new creature. I turn from sin right now to believe the Gospel. I'm sorry for my sin. I pray this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ and thank you for hearing me. Amen. I want all of us in this tent to lift our hands and thank God for these precious people. Thank you, Lord. God, we thank you for the glory of your mighty power. We thank you for conviction of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Lord, I love your name, exalt and praise and glorify your name right now. Let's give him a clap offering right now. Thank you, Lord. God, we love your name, we glorify and praise and thank you. Praise God. Praise God. We have some people here right in your midst that are going to give you some literature. I'm going to ask you to fill out a card right there. If you just fill that out, remain right where you are, and we're going to pray for the sick in just a moment. You'll just remain right where you are, and we're going to pray for the sick. Isn't this a wonderful sight tonight? See people come to the Lord Jesus is a great sight. Let's sing that chorus again, Amazing Grace. How sweet this sound. I want to begin to pray for the sick in just a moment. Let's worship God as we sing this. These people are filling out these.